baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. It is, well, it's much later than 9 a.m. It's 9.20 a.m. in Northeast Pennsylvania. This is the Bob Cadaro Show, and I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Charles Buddy Majikas. United States Marine Corps, Korean conflict, and he's 92 years young today. Happy birthday, buddy. So with true history, truth, fact, and reality, with our great founding fathers and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides, let us begin today's battle. A reminder, this Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. So settle into your day. Better late than never, the Club for Common Sense convenes its daily session. We will provide you, until noon today, a sanctuary of sanity on appointment radio here on WILK. Well, we are honoring Charles Buddy Majikas. And this is I, this is so exciting for me. Charles Charlie, and I'm going to call him Buddy because uh, I, one of my dearest dearest friends was also a Charles and his nickname was Buddy, so I just love that. He was United States Marine Corps Korea. Born in Wilkes-Barre, graduate of GAR. And Mr. Majikas now lives in Ashley. Uh, Man, this is just so... I'm just so excited about it. Um, As he turns 92, he's born February 21st, 1931. The GAR class of 1948, he signed up for the Marines... Went to Paris Island. He trained. He was activated September of 1950. And the story just goes on and on. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm going to be excited to talk about it. But first, I want to uh, just say happy birthday to Buddy Majikas. Happy 92nd. So... Just to tell you a little bit more about him, he gets sent over there 
And they leave Camp Pendleton eventually in a DC-30. 15 Marines on one side, 15 on the other. And they sat on long wooden benches. You, you imagine how long this flight is? The plane was obviously loud and uncomfortable. Sparks flying from the engines. And they were praying, please let us make it to Korea. They landed in Hawaii for just a shower. That's all they saw. They jumped from island to island, landing in Korea on January 7th, 1951. Now, Buddy doesn't talk much about Korea, but it certainly had a lasting effect upon him. He was near the Chosan Reservoir. Remember we did that in December? Slept on the ground in minus 21 degree temperatures. They used to crack holes in the ice to take a bath clean themselves they put rations between their legs just to warm them up buddy says they they lost a lot of good marines over there uh, it was a living hell and uh, nothing more nothing less he received the purple heart in march of 1951 promoted a corporal he stayed in korea until december and arrived back home on christmas day He met uh, his future wife, Elizabeth Betty Schmiel, and they were married February 19, 1955. They're together 68 years. Bud and Betty, as they are known, had five sons. Charlie, his wife, he's married to Mary. Paul with his wife, Annie. John, wife, Kim. Matthew, wife, Linda, and Mark, who died after birth. He's got nine grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, kids and two more on the way and and son uh, charlie he tells me we're so proud of our parents because they instilled so much goodness he worked two jobs buddy did bud put my brothers through college and we always had food on the table he retired at the age of 78 because the doctors needed to replace his heart valve but he's Still kicking, still driving, food shopping, cleaning the house. Like he says, all once a Marine, always a Marine. Well, Betty worked hard, too. She was a waitress for a long time. <laughs> they thought Betty was in the Marines because she was so good at giving orders. And she gave the old saying to her kids, if they weren't followed, wait until your father gets home. Charlie says they were strict. But we thank God for that. Ugh. Dad and Mom always taught us, says Charlie. Have faith in God, respect others, know the value of a dollar. Give your boss a good day of work. And matter, remember, no matter how bad you have it, someone else has it worse. Is this, I mean, is this the best of America or what? So we honor... Charles Bud Majikus on his birthday and uh, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. And and so we have a technical difficulty today of all days. And it wasn't even a technical difficulty. It was a stupid difficulty. Mine. I didn't have everything plugged in. What an... <laughs> 
Oh, well, I hope you all had a good weekend, President's Weekend, long President's Weekend. Nice. I um, got to go to Highbridge House Saturday night. It was fabulous. We had a big group up there. I think, what, eight or ten people. I, I could, and I, I've got to tell you, I could not believe how inexpensive the bill was. I, I, I'm still floored by it. I'm not going to go into all that, but I thought I was going to get slaughtered because I, I wanted to pay. Everybody was fighting for the check, but I got it, and I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> so when I say economical, I mean it. Highbridge House. It was everything was fabulous, and I finally got to have my uh, shrimp mexicali with the homemade tortilla chips. Uh, again, just fabulous. So that was super. So we do the Highbridge House, and then the most beautiful thing in the world happens to me just a day before Bud Bud Majika's birthday. I, w- I was actually thinking I would love to have my grandson born on his birthday, but he was born the day before, yesterday. My, I have a new grandson, Benjamin Robert Cordaro, born to uh, my son Peter and his beautiful wife Allie, yesterday. And it was a long, like an entire weekend, you know, how some of those births and pregnancies go. So mother and child are healthy and well, and everybody's over the moon. Good, good stuff. Uh, the Bob Cadaro show on TV was on yesterday. I, I got a chance to watch it myself. Dr. Jerry Jordan, Northeast Eye Institute. We also had regular monthly segments that started with Rebecca Martino at Stately Pet Supply. She's great. And Pat Sundone at the Guide app. That's that health and wellness app we've talked to you about. Great. So that was all just just a fantastic weekend. Uh, just a reminder, uh, March 31st, they're, they're roasting me to benefit the Mosaic Project, which is public art and um, murals. At La Bona Vida, Dunmore, you get tickets at Dunmore Lumber and Just Imagine in also in Dunmore. But we're here with Bud Majikas, the birthday guy, and could not be happier today. We're going to have Monday musings, even though it's Tuesday. We do this on these holiday deals. Uh, so John Prilla will be with us, and then uh, we're going to we're going to continue talking about the great buddy Majikas. Can't get enough of this one. Because I, I, we caught him on his birthday. You know, you don't always get these things done when you want to get them done. And you just feel, I feel honored to talk about him. I truly do. And we're going to have um, Phil Kirpin, president of American Commitment, to talk about why America should not take on more debt without spending reform. And 
that's a that's a big deal. It truly is. And man, <laughs> I talk we talk about this debt ceiling. We cannot keep increasing it. Uh, did did uh, Bud and Betty Majikas run their household this way? I mean, it eventually catches up. There's not a doubt about it. And we we just better remember that. We're looking at projected $50 trillion in debt. That, by the way, that's with nothing happening. That... <clears throat> That's just current spending. I say hold the line. Have all the disruption necessary for not increasing this debt limit and go from there. You know, (laughs) people like the Majikas family didn't work as hard as they did so the United States government could spend money they don't have on stuff we don't need. It's that simple. So let's prioritize. Uh, I think he's listening. <clears throat> My new grandson, Benjamin Robert. Benjamin Robert Cadaro. Again, a long... Um, Long weekend for my daughter-in-law, Allie. But she pulled through. Strong, athletic, all that. Thank God. It's not easy. (laughs) Having a baby just isn't. (sighs) Somebody texted, I'm pretty sure people don't tune into your station to hear a half hour of Phil in public service commercials. What happened? That was totally my fault. I didn't plug everything in. I had to plug in. My fault, period. Navy guy says, Bob, looking for a restaurant that can seat 11 in the Scranton music area. That would be Highbridge House, Navy guy. You just tell him you're coming. Tell him I sent you. Uh, Body shop guy says, congratulations on the grandbaby. This is my third, two granddaughters. And now the grandson. Another says, congratulations to you and your family. Well, what happened over the weekend uh, in in the world? Joe Biden went to Ukraine. John Fetterman remained in the hospital for depression. And... I, you know, I told you guys that voted for Fetterman. I said it before. I, you knew this was coming. You couldn't know this wasn't coming. You know, that this was coming. Yeah, it's coming. The man was not well enough to be there, and now he's there, and now we're stuck with him. And he cannot serve. He's not capable of serving. Now, Joe Biden made the trip. I don't have a problem with it. Because I despise him so much, frankly, I I, I didn't have that same sort of excitement. I remember when uh, 
George Bush, I think he went to Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember now. Probably both at some point. Uh, on a on a sneak and and a QT trip on Thanksgiving morning, and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world for our troops. Well, we don't have any troops in Ukraine. We have an unclear mission. Unless you could argue, I mean, and you can, you can argue that the mission is to remove the the Russians from Ukraine. I just don't think it's possible, frankly. We have a war of attrition with a country with about 40 million people versus a country with about 145 million. Who wins the war of attrition? And as always, you know, it's bureaucracy. It could be a lot of things. But one thing about Joe Biden is he, he cannot make decisions. They have to be forced upon him. And we've been late to the party with all this weaponry that we're supposed to get to them. Remember the tanks we made a big deal out of a few weeks ago? They're not there yet. And they may not be there in time for the bulk of the Russian offensive, which has already supposedly begun. I'm of two minds on this Ukraine situation, being fair to both sides of the argument. And, by the way, uh, Gene from Bucks Township says, don't forget President Trump went to North Korea and crossed over from the south into the north, holding Kim Jong-un by the hand. I, I remember that. You're right. I thought that was special as well. Now, so he goes over there. We have an unclear mission. We don't even know if we, you know, it's very unlikely we're going to somehow push the Russians out of Ukraine. I I just don't, I don't see it. See, we're trying to view Putin simultaneously as a madman and a logical player who will see the light. He can't he can't be both. And I don't know why we're not negotiating an end to this. The people of Ukraine can't take it much longer. The American taxpayers won't take it much longer. And at the same time we've got to recognize just as Putin wants a buffer between NATO and himself and Russia. We need a buffer between Putin and Poland. Putin and Estonia. We've we've we have to. So this is a sticky wicket of Biden's own doing by leaving the field of play in international energy by by limiting American energy greatness and by his own physical and mental weakness. And here we are. Yeah. Somebody says that $100 billion a year, all Putin has to do is keep throwing bodies and just wait. And he doesn't care about the bodies. 
All right, we got to take a break. Bob Kinnor with you, WILK, the better late than never edition of the program. And we honor Bud Majikas of Ashley, United States Marine Corps, Korea. Yeah, he was there for the freezing cold. He was there for the horror. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. First, 1966. Let me figure this one out now. Ah, Bud Majikas was 35. Our great Marine from Ashley. He was 35 when the Rascals released their hit single, Good Lovin'. Happy birthday, Bud Majikas. And thank you for your service. And thank you for that great family and all of that. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Just great stuff. Um, let's go quickly to Clive from Beaumont. Let's sneak in. Clive, we just got a minute, but I want to sneak you in here if I can. Hey, Clive. Yes. Fire away. Hello. Yes, okay. Clive. You're Good, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the Marines in Korea, real quick, when I went through basic training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina in 1966, I had three drill sergeants who were Korean War veterans, and they were tough as nails. Yeah. <laughs> i got to tell you, I got a lot of respect for all veterans and certainly the Korean War veterans. Anyhow, uh, Biden made a visit to uh, Ukraine and took his check, our checkbook along and <laughs> doled out another half a billion dollars, and I saw some numbers this morning online. To date, the United States has kicked in $113 billion to Ukraine uh, with little or no accountability. And what's interesting is, where are our friends in the world, in Europe? The next largest contributor was the United Kingdom at $4 billion. The oh, United wow. States, I know you're coming up for a break. The United States has kicked in 75% of the aid that's gone to Ukraine so far. Unreal. Clive, this is what happens when you got weak leaders. Thank you, my friend. What condition was he in on arrival? He was dead on arrival, and uh, they took him into the third floor emergency room, and several doctors tried to revive him for about 15 minutes and uh, there was no response. They did all the emergency procedures that you would use in a case like this and there was no response at any time and he was pronounced dead at 3.30. Well, I think we uh, have to agree that uh, this appears to be uh, the result of an internal conflict within the black nationalist movement. So I think the first thing that needs to be done is for a conference of goodwill to take place between uh, black nationalist leaders. This was why I suggested a few days ago that the followers of the late Malcolm X and the followers of Elijah Muhammad uh, should sit down at the peace table together, so to speak. 
It's the day after Benjamin Robert Cordaro's birthday. And the day of Bud Majika's birthday. He was that uh, United States Marine Corps guy. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do much. He just he just went to Korea as a Marine and faced 20 and 30 degree below weather. Fought a rabid enemy and uh, you know, not much. <laughs> these these gen, this, these generations and and today's his birthday. So if you see him, hear of him or know him, Wish him happy birthday. And his lovely wife, Betty, still with him. They're still together. Once a Marine, always Marine. That was The Loving Spoonful. They released their hit single, Daydream, on Bud Majika's 35th birthday in 1966 as well. Two great songs released. Well, there's going to be more, by the way. Murph, Murph finds this stuff. He's He's great. Uh, Mary Regina sends in Mother Teresa for February 21st for Bud Majika's birthday. Love can be misused for selfish motives. If I love, but at the same time, I want to take from you as much as I can, even things that are not for me to take, then there is no true love anymore. Good to remember. St. Teresa. Always deep, always great. We love her stuff. So, I hope you're settling into your day. And I hope you are happy that we convened a few minutes late, but we did convene the Club for Common Sense. And that is all to provide you with a sanctuary of sanity on appointment radio. Uh, We did go to the Highbridge House. Saturday night and had a blast. My parents went, plus a bunch of buddies, and it was really, and, and you know, husbands and wives, it was really outstanding. Really. I <laughs> I could I could renew my braggadocio about Highbridge House. And then, of course, my grandson, Benjamin Robert Cadaro, born to my daughter-in-law, Allie Cadaro, my son, Peter. So we've got John Perillo for Monday Musings next hour, and then Phil Kirpin of America Commitment to talk about America's debt. Now, I, I'm wondering what all of you think about this Fetterman situation. It's it's a remarkable thing. Um, really bad. And we know what this, the deal is, you know? Somebody says, can't we just shoot Putin from a satellite? Well, and possibly risk a nuclear war. No, he's... The, he's plus, it's illegal. And that's not to be trifled at. It would be illegal to kill a foreign leader. Duly elected or not. Somebody texts in, the dangers are greater than the Ukraine. I agree with that. All of the Baltic countries are at risk, and their only protection is NATO and the USA. This trip assures Poland and the rest of the Baltic states 
that we are their allies and will stand with them against Russian aggression. Again, that's why I'm of two minds. But when I look at Biden and he's the cause of the problem, he gave them the opening by restricting American energy. So Putin had the right to think. Turned out to be wrong. But had the right to think that, well, the Europeans need our natural gas. The Americans won't supply it. The Americans won't supply oil. We could blackmail them with our energy and take Ukraine and have no problems. Well, two things he... Well, the one thing, as George Bush the second would say, he misunderestimated, was the Ukrainian people and the little comedian, corrupt or not, that runs that country. And, and don't forget that Joe Biden was trying to get him out of the country three days after the Russians launched their assault. So don't, don't like, let's not airbrush the history and the truth. Our vaunted intelligence community, which is always wrong, Joe Biden, who is always wrong, said, oh, this is over in three days. Get Zelensky out of there. Get Zelensky out of there. Well, <laughs> you know, they, they just did not weigh the metal of this little comedian and the Ukrainian people. That, that's what did it. That's what unified NATO after Biden nearly broke it apart in Afghanistan. So, yes, we've got to assert ourselves. But with a weak leader like that who actually caused the problem, I'm, I'm of mixed thoughts on all of this. And we seem to be distracted from China, which is our true adversary. So uh, there's so many things wrong that I, I look at it and say, you know, I'm not excited that he went over there, even though it was the right thing to do. Somebody texts in, you do you do know when Ukraine disarmed their nukes, we agreed with Russia, ironically, to defend them against threats of war. Not against threats of war. We, we guaranteed in the agreement which removed the nuclear weapons that were housed in Ukraine to protect their teg- their uh, territorial integrity. And, and then they finish with a curse. I, 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 really? Why be stupid? If you're going to text in and you know something that's actually true, you didn't quite get it right, what do you have to finish up with a with a foul-mouthed curse with me? I don't get it. You people on the left, you you Biden defenders, just you don't you don't get it. You just don't want any truth told to you. Period. It's sad. I feel for you. I feel sorry for you. I truly do. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.